the Current Thread Podcast, episode 176. Are you an over-planner or an under-planner? Pros and cons of both approaches. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hey there, Thrivers. Jess here for another week. As you listen to this, I'm going to be in lovely Canada, uh, probably visiting my niece and nephew for the first time. I've never met them before, so I'm really looking forward to getting to know the little rapscallions and, of course, seeing my brother-in-law and sister-in-law as well. It'll be lovely to catch up with them and enjoying the cold, cold weather as an escape from the hot, hot Queensland summer. And uh, if you want to know more, head on over to Create and Thrive on Instagram. So at Create and Thrive, I'll be sharing behind the scenes of my journey over there. Before we get started with this episode, I just want to make sure, have you accessed my 25 Essential Tips for Running a Handmade Business ebook? It's a free ebook downloadable. You can access it over on the website. Just head on over to createandthrive.com and click on Start Here. You'll be able to access my 25 essential tips for running a handmade business, plus a whole bunch of other free resources that will help you as part of my handmade business toolkit. So as I said, head on over to createandthrive.com and look for the start here link to get access to those 25 essential tips right now. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about planning, specifically over planning and under planning most people tend to kind of be one or the other so which one are you are you someone who plans absolutely everything in complete and utter detail or are you someone who kind of likes to go with the flow and does very very minimal planning now there are pros and cons to both approaches The issue is when we go too far in one direction or the other and we get stuck in our ways and it can end up costing us a lot of stuff. It can end up costing us uh, happiness, progress, it can cause us stress. So in today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about what it means to be an over planner or an under planner, the pros and cons of each approach and a couple of strategies to kind of maybe balance things out a little bit more if you tend to find yourself being more one or the other. So when I said this, you probably immediately had an idea of which one you were. (laughs) So let's start with the over planners. So what is an over planner? An over planner is somebody who has their calendar booked up. They have, you know, you might be someone who likes to uh, organize every hour of the day and account for every hour of the day you might have heaps of different appointments that you go to you probably have an awareness far ahead of time what you're going to be doing with yourself and this can be a great thing you know so some of the pros of being an over planner are usually greater productivity because you are more focused and planned so you tend to get more done because you know that you have more to do (laughs) i remember this anecdote from Uh, the seven habits of highly effective people that Stephen Covey wrote he talks about you know someone in an office going you know when you when you want something done who do you go to you go to the person who's busy 
who you know gets stuff done rather than the person who's lazy or laid back and might not get stuff done and there's this anecdote of the, of the manager going in to speak to this person and this person literally you know pulls out their wall calendar or shows them their wall calendar and says okay well I've got all these projects on which one do you want me to postpone or cancel so that I can get this work done for you so that's an example of someone who's very very uh, fully planned you know they, they've scheduled all their time they don't have any more spare time to give but they know that so they're not over committing which can be one of the problems of over planners so it can give you better productivity uh, it can give you a plan for things when things go wrong and also for where you want to go so you know you, you if you're an over planner you've probably thought about every contingency and you have a plan for every contingency which can be really really great in certain circumstances you also probably have a plan for your goals and exactly how you want to achieve them which can be very a very positive thing as well you probably have a lot of systems in place that reduce mental load and allow potentially in the future if not already outsourcing uh, of certain things especially in your business so if you are really good at planning and you have systems for all the different elements of your business it makes it a lot easier to then outsource that system to someone else rather than if you have no idea you know you don't have any systems in place your habits you know you don't really have things it's all over the place you're all over the place it makes it really hard to pass off any work to anyone else because you don't even really know what you're doing with it right uh, it can be great for self-care if you schedule it in so if you're the sort of person who schedules in exercise and you know relaxation time into your schedule that can be a really positive thing because you don't skip it it's an important part of your day and you treat it as important it's as important as any other part of your day and of course being an over planner can lead to a sense of being in control and if you're a control freak like moi that can be really addictive the feeling of control uh, knowing that you're on top of everything so those are some of the pros of being more of an over planner there are some cons so one thing that I see a lot uh, in people who say they're over planners in our community is analysis paralysis right so you want to get everything planned out perfectly before you start because you want it to be right from the beginning this in and of itself wanting it to be right is not a bad thing when it becomes a bad thing is when it you fall into perfectionism and you never start anything because nothing's ever perfect because nothing is ever perfect nothing is ever perfect <laughs> do not wait until your thing is perfect until every element of your marketing plan is perfect until your website is 100% perfect until your branding is 100% perfect until your idea of your ideal customer is 100% no don't wait sure do the work I'm not saying don't do the work to figure these things out but you've got to push the button at some stage and commit to it and remember everything is also flexible when it comes to your business you can change your mind if you start with one thing and then you down the track you decide to change it you can because you're the boss so don't let analysis paralysis stop you from getting going it doesn't have to be perfect just has to be good enough for now and you can you know tweak it and it, let it evolve as it grows another one is missing opportunities due to rigidity if you're too rigid in your scheduling and your planning and a really good opportunity comes along 
you're going to miss out because you don't you're not willing to give up the plan to take advantage of the opportunity and this can be really detrimental so that is a big issue of over planners especially the ones who have every hour of every day accounted for is there's no room for spontaneity and flexibility and taking advantage of wonderful opportunities when they arise you know say a good friend like hey i'm actually in town this weekend do you want to come and hang out and you're like oh no because i've got 10 million things scheduled none of which i'm willing to cancel just one example uh someone emails you and says hey i want to feature on my blog or hey would you come on my podcast and you're like oh no i've got too many other responsibilities i'm too busy um i i can't do that right now and you know that might be the case but are you missing out on a really good opportunity because you're not willing to be a little bit flexible that's the question the other thing that over planners often do is take on too many responsibilities and they take on other people's problems it's an OPP problem and other people's problems problem so over planners tend to be those real organized people that try to solve everybody else's problems as well as their own and end up getting burnt out and emotionally destroyed by it so this is a real problem because if you don't have enough energy mental energy and emotional energy to work on your business and work on the things that matter to you because you're too busy giving too much of yourself to other people then you're never going to succeed uh, you're never going to move forward now i'm not saying at all <laughs> that taking care of other people is is a problem but there's a balance that you have to strike here uh, where you have to realize that you are also important you are what you care about is important your desires are important your goals are important and if you're consistently putting yourself last in your own life then that is a problem that needs to be looked at and if you're consistently taking on too many responsibilities especially responsibilities for other people that is perhaps something you need to look at if it's stopping you from doing something that you really want to do with your life because you only have one and it's running out uh, another thing is sticking to something that's not working longer than you should so you've got a plan you've got a goal you've got the steps in place and it just mm, doesn't feel great but you've got a plan and you've got a goal and you've got the steps in place and you're going to keep following them come hell or high water and perhaps you know this can be actually a real positive it can help you push through the hard times the boring times the stressful times the overwhelming times but sometimes you need to let go because if the thing is just not working uh it's not working the way you expected it to it's not working the way you want it to it's not going in the direction you really want it to go there are lots of instances where it might be time to cut the cord and let go and replan or reschedule re and pivot in a different direction and choose to go in another direction and if you're really rigid in your planning and your thinking it can be really difficult to do this because you feel like you're failing you're feeling like you're giving up and sometimes you know if it's not coming from the right place you might be but is that a problem like is it is, is the thing that you're going to give up on is it, is it going to be the end of the world is it going to harm you or someone else you know chances are probably not chances are you've got some other thing that's come along that you really want to focus on now the converse of this and where this can be a real problem for under planners is where they don't stick to anything at all <laughs> uh, because they're constantly um, 
following the whims of their emotions or their interests, right? And that is just as much a problem as the opposite. Because if you don't ever stick to anything for enough time, you won't ever see progress. So let's that's the over planner. Let's talk about under planning now or being an under planner. So the pros of being an under planner, spontaneity and flexibility. You are just chilled and you're happy to go with the flow. You're happy to just do whatever comes, do what you want when you want. Uh, you can go to the beach in the morning if you want because, hey, the work will get done later. You can go have that coffee on the weekend with a friend who's in the city because you value that friendship over your you know, other things. So going with the flow. And this is not, you know, this can be a real positive thing. Uh, if you have the ability to do this because it gives you that flexibility and the ability to um, take advantage of opportunities that come along that will enrich your life and your business. Uh, pros of underplanning, you tend to focus on the now rather than the what ifs. So if you're a chronic warrior, you're probably more of an overplanner because you're constantly um, and that's not necessarily the case. I mean, you could be an underplanner who worries a lot because you just never think about anything past worrying <laughs> like you never do anything about it you just worry about it uh, but 10 you know under planners tend to focus more on the now and perhaps don't worry quite so much about the what ifs in the future they just you know what will happen will happen what will be will be if it's meant to work out it'll work out that sort of mentality uh, is probably what an under planner is dealing with uh, freedom this is a big one of being an under planner is you have a lot more freedom to do what you want when you want it and follow your desires uh, follow your thoughts follow your emotions again this can be a really positive thing if it means that you're going in the right direction for you that you're really happy that life is less stressful uh, so that can be a really wonderful thing there's more spontaneity more joy more um, more room for growth and experimentation so let's talk a bit about the cons now of being an underplanner. So some of the cons can be a lack of progress due to a lack of focus. So if you don't know where you want to go, uh, you don't have a goal, you don't have a clear plan for how to get to that goal, chances are that goal will probably not get achieved uh, or it won't get achieved as soon as you'd like it to or it won't get achieved in full, it might get achieved in part. Another thing is not planning for what to do when things go wrong. So not having any contingency plans for anything. So in business, this can be a problem, obviously, if you don't have an idea, okay, what if you get sick? What's gonna happen to your business? Have you got a plan in place? Do you know who's gonna take care of stuff? Have you got someone who can step in and you know answer emails? Have you got someone who can help you with packing? Have you got someone there or have you got a system in place that you can outsource? Can you, you know, close your business and do you have the ability to increase your lead times? All that sort of stuff. What's going to happen if something happens to you uh, or just, you know, something comes up that you want to do? <laughs> you, if you don't have a contingency plan for th when things go wrong, then it can be really stressful, not just for you, but the people around you who have to try to kind of pick up the slack without really knowing what to do. Another thing that over uh, sorry that under planners can deal with a lot is stress due to overwhelm because you're spending so much of your time putting out fires and dealing with urgent stuff that you're you know you're constantly feeling like you're on the hamster wheel you know it's go 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 from one you're lurching from one 
one thing to the next without really having any plan as to where you're heading or what you want to achieve so you just let um you know you just let yourself be buffeted by other people's priorities again Uh, and that can be really stressful and problematic as well so something that over planners tend to be better at is focusing on sort of important long-term stuff that's not particularly urgent but needs to be done whereas under planners might not actually get that that sort of important deep work done because they're constantly uh, just going with the flow of what's what's coming to them so they're being very passive in their business growth rather than being an active participant in their business growth so as you can see there there are pros and cons to both approaches and obviously ideally like anything a kind of balanced perspective, a middle a middle path. <laughs> uh, a middle path is going to be optimal where you take the pros of both and try to avoid the cons of both. So let's talk about a few strategies you can use um, kind of no matter which one you're going for or which one you sort of tend to be more of. I'll talk about just a, a bunch of strategies that you can use. One of them is to schedule some stuff but not everything so this is where you would you know say okay i'm going to work between these hours on these days and i might work you know one day of the week i might work on you know marketing get all that done the next day i might work on productive development or uh, making orders and you might like to do that day by day or you might like to do it in chunks like in the morning i'll do this thing in the afternoon i'll do that thing but not being too overly rigid about it uh one the system i kind of use is this i have like work hours and i have um a to-do list each week that i from my planning (laughs) my bigger picture planning i know where i want to be going and i know what i have to do each week to to move in that direction so i have um that list of, of things that i need to get done in a prioritized fashion and I tend to leave white space in my cal- in my calendar towards the end of the week. So what's white space? White space is time where you're ostensibly working, but you haven't planned anything in that time, right? So it's it's work time, but it's open work time. So I'm spe- speaking specifically here about uh, work and business, but this is something you can use for your whole life. Like if you find your entire life is way overscheduled, try to build some white space into your own personal life as well. Um, so you what i tend to do is i schedule like monday to wednesday i put as as much of well pretty much all of the jobs that i have that week in monday to wednesday and i leave thursday and friday pretty open like quite white spacey so that there is time for me to put out fires that come along because they always do there's always going to be an issue that crops up or email to deal with or a customer to deal with that i didn't anticipate but I anticipated they were going to happen, just not the specifics, right? So um, I allow that white space towards the end of my week so that I can push lower priority items further along in the week to deal with the things that come along unexpectedly, okay? So by the end of Friday, I pretty much always done everything I had on my to-do list for the week. So rather than doing a day, like I do organize them in days, like I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I put my list down, but things sometimes get shuffled, you know, down to Thursday or down to Friday because stuff's come up or a job's taking me twice as long as I thought it was going to take and et cetera, et cetera. And by doing that, I don't actually cut into my personal time, 
which is outside work hours. Uh, occasionally, yeah, that happens, but it's pretty rare for me now. So I make sure that I'm not over committing myself so that I don't have too much work to do in one week that I can't get achieved. And that works really well for me. Okay, so another strategy is if you find planning a pain, reward yourself in some way. So make it pleasant rather than painful. One example, sit down on a Sunday night, have a quick look at the week that's been with a glass of wine or cup of tea, something, you know, a nice beverage of, of your choice, light a candle, go sit by yourself, you know, have a nice, quiet, com- contemplative uh, environment and think about what you want to achieve the following week and then make a plan for it. So put that stuff down in your in your day planner or your Trello or your Asana or whatever you use to plan. And then you can go to bed on Sunday night feeling really smug <laughs> and relaxed because you know what's coming. You, you don't have to then on Monday morning sit down and go, okay, I have to catch up from the weekend and now I have to decide what I'm doing with the rest of my week. And then you end up not getting stuff done because you just get, again, you get sucked back into the putting out fires mentality rather than spending that time to plan ahead. Uh, The next one is to practice spontaneity. So if you are too rigid, practice going with the flow a little bit more, like make space for that to happen. Uh, Say to yourself, sometime this week, I'm going to go for a walk. Something simple. You know, I'm going to go have coffee, uh, my favorite coffee shop and read a book for an hour. Like don't make it too crazy, but let it happen. <laughs> don't constantly stop yourself from doing those small joyful things that you you that make you feel good and give you energy and just make life worth living. You know, don't constantly schedule everything in down to the, the wire. Let yourself have a little bit of spontaneity. Practice that spontaneity. Practice going with the flow a little bit more. Conversely, if you are an underplanner and you're just way too flexible, set yourself a goal and a date to achieve it. Some, don't make it too big. Make it something small and simple. Make, and don't make it too far in the future because you might lose interest. So pick a small goal for like a week or two weeks from now and make a little plan. doesn't have to be too complicated. And then promise yourself you're going to do it. And then do it. <laughs> Because if you promise yourself you're going to do it and don't, then you're lying to yourself and that makes you feel bad. So we don't want to be doing that. But make it simple and small. Don't make a grand, massive, I'm going to earn $50,000 this year by, you know, December 31st, even though I've never earned anything more than $1,000. But like, don't make it so absolutely big that it just becomes, you know, it becomes it's too big outside of your frame of reference to actually think it's possible don't do that to yourself because uh, you'll be shooting yourself in the foot there so make it something small and achievable and enjoyable preferably because it's something you want to do and then do that and then do it again and again and again and uh, the last thing I want to say here is see a plan as a guideline rather than a rule book see it as a guideline rather than a rule book so guidelines can be interpreted guidelines can be changed right rule book feels more rigid it feels like that's the way it is those are the rules i must stick to them you know think about your plan as something a little bit more malleable and flexible it's there but you are the master of the plan the plan is not the boss of you 
okay your plan is not your boss you are the boss of the plan that means if you in your wisdom decide to change the plan for the right reasons then change the plan and you know that you're doing it for the right reasons then go for it Uh, sometimes I will change a plan because I am lazy and that is not a good reason and I don't feel good about it usually (laughs) Uh, and we've probably all had those times you know where we've just procrastinated or decided something's too hard and so just stopped and given up and then we pay the consequence of that through feeling like a failure or feeling like we've given up on ourselves and I don't think anybody enjoys that feeling so don't over don't overcommit yourself don't make a plan that's too massive and conversely don't undervalue yourself and make a plan that's too small and I think that will have you on the right path to get to where you want to go I hope you enjoyed this episode thrivers if you did I would love it if you would consider taking a screenshot of this and sharing it on your Instagram stories tag me at create and thrive I love hearing from listeners and I love resharing those on my own stories to my audience as well so please do I'd love 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 to hear that you enjoyed this episode or hear your thoughts on this episode or heck ask me a question in your story as well and I'll check it out and answer it as much as I possibly can so yep I would love if you would take the time to do that it would be fantastic and if you want a little bit more help with planning and time management i got a workshop for that it is in the thriver circle my membership community for makers it is not open right now though membership will be open at the beginning of march this year so not too far away now as you're listening to this if you want to find out more about that head on over to thrivercircle.com i've got a great time management for makers workshop in there where i talk about how to manage your time energy and focus so that you can get done what you want to get done while feeling awesome thank you so much for listening everyone i really appreciate you taking the time to spend a bit of time with me listen to what i have to say about business and life in general it really means a lot to me that you trust me to guide you and help you in this way you are fantastic thank you again and i'll be back again next week with another episode of the create and thrive podcast i'm jess van den and goodbye for now